This is the John Oakley Show podcast. So in the throes of an election campaign, uh, with many weeks still to come, everybody's laying out their uh, policy planks and platforms. So uh, we know from the hop that affordability, cost of living, and housing have become big ticket items. And uh, affordable housing, needless to say, sort of combines those two. I thought maybe we'd give a, a moment or two for Andrew Shear weighing in as uh, he was up in Vaughan earlier today expressing his new four-point plan to make home ownership more affordable. We'd find out what the details are on that. Mr. Shear, welcome to the Oakley Show once again. Good afternoon. Thanks very much. I'm on my way to St. Catharines right now. I see. All right. Uh, well, save travels in the interim. Uh, lay it out for us. I mean, what have you got on plan to talk about making housing more affordable, especially for first-time home buyers? Right. Well, first and foremost, we're going to fix the liberal stress test. Uh, right now, many homeowner uh, people who would like to be homeowners are deemed to be ineligible for mortgages because of the stress test. Uh, it's gone beyond what it was originally meant to do and created some negative unintended consequences. So, for example, it does not uh, the stress test does not apply for renewals. Uh, so, if you're an existing homeowner, you are kind of trapped by your existing bank. You can't shop around uh, because if you do, then the stress test will apply, but if you stick with your bank, it won't. So you, they, they kind of have you hostage when it comes to getting a, a better rate. It also means that many first-time home buyers aren't eligible for uh, mortgages, even though that they would have adequate incomes. Uh, the, the second thing that we're going to do is we're going to bring back 30-year amortizations for first-time homeowners. This is something that experts in the housing sector and many young couples have asked for, uh, indicating that they can afford a monthly payment uh, based on a 30-year mortgage instead of a 25-year. Uh, we're also going to launch a public inquiry into money laundering to, to get to the bottom of a lot of the uh, shady transactions that are driving up the cost of housing in places like Toronto and Vancouver. Okay, and let, let me just hang on to you for a second here. I just uh, before I lose uh, track of the first two things that you've mentioned, uh, like sure. the mortgage stress test, you'd fix that uh, when you say fix that or get rid of it, just get rid of it in general? Well, we're we're going to we're saying fix it because it is operated by an independent financial agency called the uh, Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions. It, there is a mechanism by which the government can work with it to to to, to uh, bring it bring about changes. Uh, there are some aspects of it that uh, that were uh, initially put in with good intentions. So what we're saying is we're going to review it. There are some specific components that we'd like to change, as I mentioned like mortgage renewals, it's it's driving a lot of people away from regulated lenders into the unregulated private lending business. And what that means is that there are many uh, individuals and, 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 and groups now who are uh, selling mortgages at very high interest rates because they are unregulated. And so it's having this this perverse effect of uh, instead of making people uh, more stable in their in their in their mortgage situation, it's driving them to very expensive high interest mortgages. So we're going to address that. Again, with Andrew Scheer, of course, he's a Conservative Party leader. But look, uh, there's a balance need that needs to be struck here, obviously. On the one hand, uh, if it's considered to be too onerous and people can't get into the market, the other side of the equation was uh, what they tried to address. Uh, getting easy money would lead to speculative bubbles. Uh, you can appreciate that there's somewhere between those two extremities that uh, you somehow have to strike that balance, no? 
Well, you're exactly right, and that's why this is going to be a, a review that will lead to us fixing some of those problems. We believe we have a balanced approach that uh, some of the changes that were brought in went way beyond what were originally contemplated. So uh, we do recognize that uh, we, Canada benefited from having robust rules around mortgages. It's, it's the reason why, under the previous Conservative government, uh, we did not suffer the same fate as the U.S. with their housing crash. So we are absolutely going to keep in uh, a robust regime to make sure that uh, we can protect the, the lending industry and the mortgage industry. But we do believe with these changes, as in uh, longer amortization periods for only first-time home buyers, achieves that, that balance. Well, that was a Harper initiative initially, and uh, then it was scrapped. Uh, because it was too easy to get into the market. That was a consideration at the time. So what now has changed? Well, what's, what's changed now is the lower amortization periods in conjunction with the stress test really has uh, had uh, a double whammy effect on uh, on first-time homebuyers. So, again, we've, we've had this... Uh, we've had this studied by experts in the housing industry. We're taking our advice from those who uh, who watch these types of things very carefully. Uh, the, the reason why we did not extend the 30-year amortization period to the entire mortgage uh, industry is precisely to find that balance. So this is something that's aimed at first-time home buyers. That's often young couples. And what that means is that their higher income earning years are usually in front of them. So they can get into a, a house on a 30-year time frame knowing that their salaries are going to increase and their housing costs are going to stay stable. So that's why we think that this is a balanced approach that achieves the two goals of ensuring people can get into homes, but also protecting our banking and our mortgage uh, sector from the types of uh, crashes that we've seen in other countries. Again, with Andrew Shear on this housing plan, four-point plan, uh, many of us see it really as a case of supply and demand. And if you've got uh, a limited supply, you know, it drives up the demand and commensurate costs. So how do you plan to, if you do, expand the supply and make sure more homes get built so that, you know, it takes the pressure off and affordability is easier to attain. Well, you're absolutely right. And we can't only look at the demand side because then we're just going to have uh, more dollars chasing the same number of units and that's going to cause prices to go up. So we are talking about the supply side as well. We're going to have a specific announcement on the supply side of housing a little bit later in the campaign. But I did address that to some degree this morning. Uh, The federal government owns 37,000 buildings across the country, and many of those uh, are either underutilized or sitting empty, and these are the types of properties that could easily be, uh, uh, you know, uh, handed over to municipal governments for for development, made into, uh, you know, renovated or or built up into being available to the housing sector. Uh, That is a component that will help alleviate it, but like I said, there will be a more specific policy on the supply side a little bit later in the campaign. All right. So if you hand it over to municipal governments, uh, are we to assume then that this would be mixed-use housing or affordable housing? How do you see that? Well, well, this is something that uh, we'll be be working on the specific policies on. Uh, What we're contemplating is that some of it will be, uh, you know, this is, these are properties that taxpayers uh, paid for. So to to have some return for the federal tax dollar uh, will be contemplated. Uh, This this is the type of thing that could be uh, turned into mixed use, could have some blend of uh, private sector development as well as being made available for, uh, for other types of housing initiatives 
through the provincial and municipal governments. So those are the types of details that we'll, we'll work on. First and foremost, I believe we need to have a review of the inventory. Uh, it's very difficult to get information from the government on exactly how many of these buildings are uh, are vacant, how many of them are underutilized. We know it. We know that some of them are. We want to get a good understanding of exactly what's out there. Uh, but in terms of a major policy initiative that would free up or at least accelerate the development of new units, uh, we will have something more specific a little bit later in the campaign. All right. And you said also earlier uh, launching an inquiry into money laundering in the real estate sector. So how big an issue is this in Canada? very big in Toronto and Vancouver that we know of and uh, even you know even in Saskatchewan and Alberta we've heard of, uh, of, of transactions between numbered companies that uh, that raise suspicions so uh, we want to have an inquiry to see what effect this is you know to the extent of it what can be done what legislative or regulatory changes need to be made to give the RCMP and local police uh, officers, the, the the tools they need to get to the bottom of this, to get the people who are laundering the money. Uh, we know that the BC government is currently doing that on a provincial basis. Uh, we think that it's time to have a national inquiry so we can fully understand. Because you can imagine that if if, if crime organiza- criminal organizations are using real estate to to flip houses and and, and launder their money, uh, th- th- that that's not only supporting criminal activities, but it's also driving up the cost of homes for honest, hardworking Canadians. The foreign buyer's tax, uh, I guess that's enacted municipally, but is that effective? Well, you know, uh, we note that in some some, some jurisdictions uh, have tried to implement a tax of uh, up to 20%. The, the federal government now is contemplating a 1% tax on top of that. If a 20% tax didn't address the issue in British Columbia, I'm not sure how an extra one percentage point will do it. Um, we're, we're confident that the measures that we announced today will help to address the cost of housing, and again, when uh, when we have future announcements, uh, I believe Canadians will see that we have a real plan to make home ownership more affordable for Canadians. Well, I appreciate you joining us and uh, just filling in the details on uh, what was released earlier today in Vaughan. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Always appreciate coming on the show. Thank you, Andrew Shear, Conservative Party leader, on his four-point plan to uh, make housing more affordable. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.